Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 to 18. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 to 18. We're going to quickly... I beg your pardon, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. And we're going to open to Romans chapter 8 quickly and we're going to look into God's word. Break it down. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. And we're going to look at Romans chapter 8. And we're going to round up on our study on prayer for this month. How I many of you think that drama session was a very powerful one? Please let's celebrate the drama team. Come on, come on, you can do better. Amazing work. Amazing work. All right, to ask Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, what does it say? With all prayers and petitions, with all prayers, she needs a mic. King James Version, praying always with all prayer yes. and supplication yes. in the Spirit. Yes. And watching thereunto all right. with all perseverance and supplication for all, all saints. So the Bible says praying always. Someone say praying always. Say it again, say praying always. Have as a neighbor, the Bible says, for you to pray always. Tap your neighbor again. Say, neighbor, the Bible says, it's for you to pray always. Tap your other neighbor. Say, my other neighbor. The Bible says, for you to pray always. So the Bible says, praying always with all prayer. Always. Praying all the time. All prayer for all saints. Praying all the time, all prayer. He says, pray all prayer, all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So he says you should pray in the spirit, all prayers. Because there's no way you can pray categorically or particularly all prayers in the flesh. Because you don't know all prayers. He says, pray all prayers in the spirit. Pray all the time. Pray all prayers and pray for all saints. So he says, pray in the spirit. This brings us clearly to the point that there are two kinds of prayer, largely. We have mental prayer. And we have spirit prayer. Mental prayer, spirit praying. Just pay attention. Mental praying and spirit praying. Mental praying and spirit praying. God wants you to pray all the time. Praying all the time. Praying all prayers. And praying for all the saints. God wants you praying all the time. He wants you to pray all prayers. And he wants you to pray for all the saints. How can I possibly pray all prayers in my flesh if I'm not praying in the spirit? I don't know all prayers. I don't know all things. So it's impossible for me to pray all prayers. That's why praying in the spirit becomes particularly important because you don't know all saints. You don't know the saints in Gambia. You don't know the saints in Kenya. You don't know the saints in Mozambique. You don't know the saints in South Africa. And yet the Bible wants you to pray for all saints, all prayers for all saints at all times. The only way to make that happen is if I pray in the spirit. If I pray in the spirit. So we have learned the principles of prayer. The prayers of Jesus. Number one P. What does number one P say? One, who wants to help me? One. 
Personal, that's not number one, but that's one of it. Private is a person. You deal with God as a person. That's number one. Person. God is a person. Number two, what does number two say? P. It is your priority. Prayer is your priority. Prayer is what is important to you. Number three, what does number three say? What? Then it's personal. Prayer is not a performance. Prayer is not an opportunity to display your gifts. Some people want to pray. And they pray in church. And they pray loud. Have you met brothers who pray loud in church? And when they are praying, they are quoting from Zephaniah. In the book of Abacock. Aga. They quote from passages that they know nobody reads. Because they want to create an impression. Maybe there's a sister somewhere looking for a spirit. Coco brother. Can I announce to you that the devil is also a spirit? Yeah. If you're looking for a spiritual brother, the devil is a spirit. We call them evil spirit. Prayer is not a performance. Prayer is not an opportunity to let people know how much or how loud or how great your prayer voice is. When Jesus Christ wakes up in the morning, he leaves his house and goes away to a distant place to go and pray so that he doesn't disturb everybody in the house with his prayer. People must learn to pray on their bed. I prayed all night this morning. I prayed all night today. I prayed all night on my bed and I didn't wake up my baby or my wife. I prayed all night. I didn't get up from my bed from yesterday night to this morning. I prayed on my bed and my wife didn't wake up and my baby didn't wake up. I could pray under my breath. God is not far from me. He's right in my belly. I don't need to scream for him to hear. Prayer is not a performance. Prayer is not a display. Number four, what does number four say? What? Big moments, pit moments. I pray in my pit moments. I pray in my pit. What's the next one? What? Who's helping me? Prayer, I draw my purpose from my prayer life. I draw my next steps from my prayer life. I draw my direction from my prayer life. Who's helping me with the next one? What does the next one say? What? I have a place of prayer. Next one, what does it say next? How many have we said? How many do we have? Okay, what's, what's the next one? So you see now that you have to open your notes. Open your notes, don't worry, God is seeing you. What does the next one say? A place of prayer. You have a posture of prayer. What does the next one say? Open your notes, don't worry. How many did I give to you? Five? I have eight. I must have given up to ten. No, 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 no. I gave ten. I'm sure I gave ten. You have a place of prayer. You have a posture of prayer. Prayer is personal. Now, when the Bible says to pray all prayers, it's impossible for you to pray all prayers in the flesh. That's why Romans chapter 8 comes to play. Romans 8 verse 26. Help me do more. Romans 8 verse 26. King James, Romans chapter 8. Everyone open to Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. What does it say? Quickly. Likewise. Likewise. The Spirit also helps. The Spirit helps your infirmities. Yes. For we know not what we should for pray. For we don't know what we should pray. For as we ought. We don't know what we should pray like we ought to know what we should pray. We don't know what we should pray. But like we ought to. But the Spirit does what? Itself. The Spirit itself, a better rendition would have been the Spirit himself. Yes. Make it intercession. He makes intercessions for us. 
with groanings that cannot be uttered. So the Bible says that the Spirit helps our infirmities. That's what I'm saying this morning. The Spirit helps. The Spirit helps our infirmities. We don't know what we need to pray or what we ought to pray as we ought to, but the Spirit helps us. The God gave us the Holy Ghost to help us pray. Help us pray aright. So infirmity in that scripture is not sickness. It is limitations. Limitations in knowledge. Limitations in time. Sometimes we don't have enough time to pray what we ought to pray. But you can cover kilometers in the spirit in minutes with the help of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we are limited in lifespan. I cannot pray after I'm dead. But I can pray in the spirit now. The prayers that my grandchildren will benefit from. So I have limitations in my lifespan. But with the help of the Holy Ghost, I can pray beyond my lifespan. I can pray beyond my life space. With the help of the Holy Ghost. Pray in the spirit. All prayers, all saints. He says the Holy Ghost helps us. Number one, we are ignorant. Number two, we have darkness of passion. You don't even understand what to pray. But the Holy Ghost helps us to pray. So you have the principles, but the Holy Ghost helps you to pray. The Holy Ghost wants to help you neighbor. The Holy Ghost wants to help you pray. So it helps you pray according to God's will. According to God's will. He said on Tuesday, some of us pray for what is not God's will for our lives. We're asking God for what is not God's will for our lives. Some of the things we're asking God for is poison. It's going to kill you. But we keep asking for it. But it's possible to arm twist God. You see that? Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And you twist the hands of God. So God says, okay, go ahead if you want to have it. There's always a scripture for every prayer. If you want your enemies dead, you have a scripture for it. If you want to take somebody else's husband, you have a scripture for it. There's a scripture for it. Trust me, there's a scripture for it. Do you know there's a scripture for it? You know there's a scripture for it? Let me tell you a scripture for it. I did not know myself. Somebody told me. I didn't know there was a scripture for it. A sister wanted to take somebody else's husband. And she wanted me to join faith with her. And she told me, there's a scripture for it. That after the order of Vashti that misbehaved, for our Esther to find place, that that woman will misbehave. And she had a scripture for it. And she was going to pray all night with that scripture. There's a scripture for it. You don't have to know just scripture. You must know how the scripture is taught. Yes, sir. Polygamy is in the Bible, but it's not biblical. Yes, sir. Not everything you find in the Bible is taught. It has to be taught. Deliberately, intentionally taught. Alcohol is in the Bible, but it's not taught. Yes, sir. Listen to me. You can quote anything you want to quote. You find it there. You can find gluten in Bible. You can find waywardness. You can find anything in the Bible. Do you know that that woman they called Tamar was able to get a place in the life of Jacob by prostitution? Yes, sir. Do you know that? Yes. Do you know Tamar? She got a place. I would have said, well, prostitution, prostitution was in the Bible, but prostitution is not biblical. Lying is in the Bible. Rahab lied. Oh. She said the spies are no longer here. Is that a lie? Was she blessed because of that lie? Eh? Yes, she was blessed. But lying was not taught. It has to be taught to be scriptural. 
He said, call it white lie. Holy lie. You change your, you change your age. Uh, I'm touching you now. Because of the jaw. Call it white lie. Polygamy is in the Bible. Adultery is in the Bible. But it's not taught. It has to be taught. You have to show me what it said. That it was taught. And you have to show me two. Or show me three. Where it was taught. Like prayer is taught. Just pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Fast. Preach the gospel. Talk. Those are taught. You left all those ones. Stop looking for scriptures that allow you indulge your flesh. Look for scriptures that allow you crucify your flesh. That's how to do with your flesh. That's how to do with it. Don't be looking for a Bible that allows you to smoke. Don't be looking for a Bible that allows you to touch a woman without answering her. Look for scriptures that crucify your flesh. The Holy Ghost helps us. Our infirmities. He helps us to pray. When we know the Holy Ghost, when we pray in the Spirit, we pray beyond the limitations of our lives. Please listen to me. I have told you the story before. I could pray in the Spirit, in my understanding. So there are two ways to pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit in your understanding or praying in tongues. Those are the two ways to pray in the Spirit. When you pray in tongues, you are praying in the Spirit because you are praying God's perfect will. It's absolutely impossible to pray in tongues and doubt because you have to understand what you are praying to doubt it. So faith is the prayer in the spirit. Praying in tongues allows you to pray beyond the limitations of your doubt. Praying in tongues allows you to pray beyond the limitations of your imagination. If I don't know it, then I can't pray for it. But because I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying beyond the limitations of my imagination. Some of the things I pray in tongues, if I know it in English, I will not pray for it because I don't have faith for it. Are you listening to me? But when you pray and understand, you are praying being led of the Spirit. You are praying being led of the Spirit. You are praying in understanding. I'm praying in understanding. I'm praying in English. But my English is being led. I'm praying as I'm being led of the Spirit. It's a deeper place. Believers must find out. That's why you must steer up your human spirits to be sensitive to the leaders of God. You are a human antenna. Do you know that if you open your heart today, God will talk to you about things happening in your family? You don't have to grow up in the dark. He says, your word is light to my path. Why am I growing up in the dark? Why am I always confused? As if I don't have the light of the world inside me. Today, if you develop your human spirit, God will tell you what's going on in your family. He will tell you what's going on in your finance. He will tell you. If you set your antenna, the Bible says, set your heart to things above. If I tune my spirit, I can hear what God is saying. Over my marriage, I can hear what God is saying. If things are not going all the way they are, or they should go, I can sit down in my room and I can tune. I call it raising my antenna. I just raise my antenna. Monday, Mamra, Ebrado, Kubelidi, Kiboka, and Oshina, na na na. I'm searching. I'm searching. I'm searching. I'm searching. I'm searching. I'm searching. Bible says, "Who is it? The Holy Ghost that searches the things of God." He says, "To search the deep things of God." I'm searching. I'm searching. I'm searching. Pa! I get it. I told you the story before. My family, my entire family, was under the weight and burden of poverty and death. My entire family. My entire family. I did not know any of my father's elder brothers. All of them were dead before I was born. My father was 57 when he died. He was almost the oldest. His own brother died at 46 in 1976. 
I was not born. He died at 46. Under mysterious circumstances. They found him upside down inside his car, inside gutter. Mysterious deaths. I didn't know any of his elder ones. There was a permanent death penalty on our family. And some of you are there right now. There are limitations, there are limitations over your family. You are playing with it. You are romancing who wants to kill you. That lust wants to kill you. That you are struggling with. That you are playing with. That is on assignment to destroy your life. You are playing with. That thing, that, that habit you are saying, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. that thing is in your life to kill you. That thing wants to kill. That thing is not joking. That thing may have killed people in your family before. So I know what I was dealing with. I was praying in the spirit. I told you the story before. Praying in the spirit in my room. How old was I? I was about 16 years old. 16 years old. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Membradekashelebo siyataya. You see, when God finds a man to pray, he would reveal the things in his heart. If you set out time to pray, God will reveal his plans to you and he will reveal the plans of the enemy to you. He revealed the plans of the enemy to Jesus. He said, look, Jesus, Satan has asked for, say, for Peter. Simon, Simon, Satan is asking for you. He said, but I prayed for you. He revealed his plans to Jesus. He revealed his plans to Abraham. He said, Abraham, I'm going to go destroy Sodom. When God finds a man to pray, God has found a confidence. Do you know that God wants to speak to you today? Even you, yes, you. Say me, pastor, yeah, you, you me, you, yeah. yeah. The God of the earth wants to speak to you. You, where you're sitting. So what was that? I was, I'm the seventh born of 14 children. Seventh born of 14 children. But I was praying that night, that morning, Mendo, Kletiska, and the Lord says, Philip, I says, yes, Lord. He said, pick up a note, pick up a notepad. I want to talk to you. And I picked up a notepad. Anything I show you, begin to draw it. Now, my father is an abalist. I've said that to you before. Say it again. And I couldn't hear God clearly. I said, Lord, every time you're talking to me, it's like it's breaking. It's breaking. What's happening? God said, check. Look at your back. I looked at my back. And sitting behind me was a huge demonic spirit. Like a gorilla. I said, Lord, what do I do? He said, cast it out. Someone said, cast it out. Time was a neighbor. Cast it out. I said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, out. And that huge thing, psh, just started to smoke. Went out. And the Lord says, I'm going to begin. To, I'm going, what began to speak to me? He showed me demons, asked me to draw it. He showed me demons, asked me to draw it. He showed me demons, asked me to draw it. You see, let me quickly, because somebody, somebody, somebody taught something now. Somebody taught something now. And that's how I want to respond to what you are thinking. I had your thoughts clearly. You said in your heart, the everything, demon, demon. Don't they have demon? You said it. If I ask you, I, I know if I ask you to raise up, you raise up your hand. I had it clearly, and I'm going to respond to it. Your Imbo people did not convenant their generations to demons. Imbo people did not convenant their unborn children to demons. I was a priest in my father's shrine. We were convenanting unborn children to demons. Their mother would bring them in the womb. We would be using incantations to rob the womb, the pregnancy. Already convenanting that boy or that girl that does not know anything to a demon to serve him forever. I did it for many children. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Draw this demon, I drew it. Draw that demon, I drew it. And when I was done, I went out of the room. I told my younger brother, say, hey, God showed me something today, but I think it's a lie. He said, what's that? I said, you're some demons, I beg. He said, show me. I said, forget. We went to sleep. In the middle of the night, he woke up with a scream. I said, what happened? 
Say, this house is full of demons. Demons everywhere. Everywhere. He said, the only, way, the only place I stay is where there's no demon. Every, everywhere. I said, what happened? He said, a demon flew out from that room where you were praying. Are you following me? Do you remember I casted out a demon? He said, a demon announced, our secret is out. And all the demons started gathering. And they were gathering. And they gathered in our sitting room. They gathered on our dining table. And they were having meetings. He was saying it with tears in his eyes. He was so afraid. It was too real. So I said, wait, let me show you something. So I quickly went to my wardrobe, brought out the paper where I drew those demons, and I showed him. He screamed. Where did you see them? Where did you see them? This, this one, it was here. That one, it was there. I said, you saw these demons? Ah, I said, don't worry. Don't worry, just leave that to me. 15-year-old boy, he was 16. My father was already dead. I went to my pastor. I said, pastor, can I cast out the demons? He says, yes. I said, me, 16-year-old boy, can I cast out a demon? He says, yes. So I went back to my father's compound. Because the Lord has showed me everywhere those demons are. Now, I am praying in the spirit. Are you following my prayer? There's no way I would have concocted those things in my mind. Those demons were older than my father. My father was an abalist. But God told me that that shrine that my father brought into the compound, that shrine is the most beggarly of all the demons. That that demon that my father went to bring from Benin Republic, you know why Benin Republic is not progressing? They are demons in that land. I'm telling you the truth. You don't know what I'm talking about. All the rituals, all the rituals, the, the first time I traveled abroad on ritualistic endeavors, it was Benin Republic. They went and initiated me there. That land is, that's why they dump cars there, dump used clothes there, dump everything there. What are they manufacturing in Benin Republic? But I don't want to talk about that. They might be watching online. <laughs> now, listen to me. Those demons are older than my father. That demon that my father went to go and bring from Benin Republic only came to beg the demons already in the family that please let us have space. The real generational demons were in charge of our ancestry that nobody in this place would rise up. And this 16-year-old boy was going to confront those demons. But I was praying in the spirit. You see, I was praying with lights. I was not praying in the dark. I knew where they were. I was not guessing. I was not doing trying and error. I would go straight to where God said it was. I said, you can hear me. I know you are here. I speak to you now in the name of Jesus. Leave this compound. Leave this family. 16-year-old boy. 14 of us. None of them knew. When God was going to deliver us, I said that stuff. I don't want to do because of our time. But I came out and I did all that all night. Praying all night. Keep a battle. Sometimes the demons will appear physically. My father's younger brother was 54 when my father died. Grew up to be over 70 before he died. Right now, that my younger brother that I told you about just finished his master's in Yale University in America. Scholarship. And that's how God has raised all of us. One by one. How? I prayed in the spirit. It says, the Holy Ghost will help your infirmities. Your first infirmity is ignorance. You don't even know what to pray. You see, you are praying. You think that that thing in your family, you don't even know what to strike. A sharp sword in the hands of a blindfolded man is a dangerous thing. You can even harm yourself. But God shows you. That's what it is. That's what it is. 
So when your antenna is risen, as a Christian, you must walk on your spirit. What if I was not in the spirit on that day? You know, today we still be in poverty. Maybe I would have died. Me, they would have killed me. You know why they would have killed me? My father named me after himself. The devil, the, when you have a destiny, the devil starts early. You have to understand what I'm saying. When you have a destiny, the devil starts early. You see, the devil knows Moses. He knows. You see, he might not be able to pinpoint who Moses is. But he has understanding of times and seasons. He knows there's a Moses that will be born in this generation. Kill all the children. He knew that Jesus was going to be born in that generation. Kill. You see, he didn't know who Jesus was. If he knew, he would have gone straight for Jesus. He killed every baby. When you have a destiny, Satan starts early. My father told me that a demon told one of the idols, I think it was a Batala or Ifa, and told him that me at me and my father were created by the same by the same porter. And so I was mandated to take over the idol from him. I gave my life to Christ three months before he died. The devil came three months late. Ah. You see, when they came, I said, I said, I'm already born again. I'm a terror to that demon. I can't serve it. I can't serve it. So why was Satan already strategizing my own death? Because he had picked my father. I'm the seventh born. I'm not the firstborn. Seventh born of the third wife. The firstborn of the third wife. My father picked me and called me after himself. I was supposed to just continue that lineage of idol worship. They came to meet me. I said no. But I prayed in the light. If my antennas were not right, some of the things you are struggling with in your family, just by lifting up your antenna, you get light. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. When God finds a man that is sensitive to the spirit, he will speak. Christians are too dull. We are so concerned with all kinds of material things that we don't even know what's going on around us. We are too concerned about food to eat, money to spend, car to, clothes to wear. So concerned about too many material things that our Satan is doing things around us. We can't even notice it. Then after all, my business is moving. I have money. Your business is moving, but your health is deteriorating. Ordinary high blood pressure. Someone say ordinary. Ordinary. Ordinary high blood pressure. Someone was going to get me through high blood pressure. I was going to get me. Satan plan to get me through. Satan plan to get me through diabetes. Satan plan to get me through um, high blood pressure. He has tried to get me through all kinds of disease. Six months before Satan came with high blood pressure, Jesus told me, he said, Philip, you have to start exercising. I didn't answer. After three months, he said, prepare for your death. He said, prepare your home. You are coming to meet me at home. I said, no, Lord. No, Lord. Now, is it as slim as I was? I can touch my toes. Touch my toes. Sleep. Satan was coming with that blood pressure. Six months after, I couldn't climb the staircase anymore. God says, you know, I told you. <laughs> I said, I told my wife, Sudan, I can't, I can't climb the staircase. I mean, if I climb the staircase, my heart, you see, have you seen me before service? Have you seen how agile I can, I can, I can go around this staircase a hundred times before service starts? God says, start exercising. So God spoke to me in light. I started exercising. The first day I went to ski, after skipping, I crawled inside the house. Just like. But that could have been the beginning of a very terrible disease. Do you know that? Satan was going to destroy me with sugar diabetes. Came, came to me. Came to my wife with cancer. 
Satan has come to me several disease, but God is always ahead of the girl. In the beginning, God. Not in the beginning, Satan. In the beginning, God. God was there at the beginning. So if I allow my sensitivity to be heightened, I will not be in the dark. The Holy Ghost will help you pray. I don't pray in the dark. I don't pray not knowing what to pray about. I have the Holy Ghost to help me. Christians have terrible perception. They don't have, they are too dull. I say, Christian, all things are going upside and you don't have an inkling that something is wrong. You just, they just manage it. They pinch you here, you manage They pinch you. Your life is being destroyed and you don't even know. Because you wouldn't pray. I'm going to share the things that you need to know if your prayer life has gone down. A few th- points to note. I'm going to, I have about 15, but I'll just talk about maybe five. What do you know if your prayer life has gone down? Fervency in prayer. God wants you fervent in prayer. Number one, when prayer becomes boring or uninteresting to you, of course your prayer power has gone down. When prayer becomes boring, someone say boring. Say it again, say boring. Say it again, say boring. You're yawning. Prayer becomes boring and uninteresting. Your prayer power has gone down. The devil is a master strategist. The devil is a war. He's a war. Hey, is it time? Jesus. Jesus Christ. The devil is a war general. Creative. Satan doesn't come at you. Um, Alpha. If Satan wants to come at you now, Satan never comes at you directly. The Bible says, be not ignorant of the device of the enemy. The Bible expects you to master Satan's antics. If you are a business person here, there are things you must know. One, you must know your competition. You must know your product. And you must know your clients. It is stupidity as a business person to ignore your competition. I don't care what you're doing. You better care. Because your customers may start going there. Are you following my point? As a business person, you must understand. So you must understand the devil. You must, you must understand the devil. The devil never comes to you directly. Never. The devil has never come to anybody directly. When he came to Eve, he said, did God say you should not eat this fruit? He wants to destroy those women. He didn't come with knife. He came with concern. God is hiding something from you. God is hiding something. I'm telling you. What do I let me pass you to Lord? If you know, hey, pepe If that boy should touch your toy toy, what you are going to feel? God is hiding something from you. If you know what they are enjoying, those that are doing it. God is hiding something. If God hides something from me, it's because he loves me. I trust God enough to let him hide things from me if he wants to hide it. He loves me more than Satan. So Satan comes to you like this. I was having a three-day prayer and fasting. And after I was done with that prayer and fasting, I was done. And you know what happens in the third day? Market, completed. I'd gone to pray five weeks. And when I was done praying on the third day, I was packing my bags to go. And the Lord says, hey, Philip. I said, yes, Lord. He said, prepare for Satan. I said, God, forget about Satan. If it is Satan. <laughs> I am seated in the God said, hush, hush. Prepare for Satan. I said, what? I am Holy Ghost filled. What would Satan? If I see Satan now, I'm going to. God says, calm down. Satan will never come to you directly. He will come to you in procrastination. He will tell you, why not pray later? You are tired now. Is that Satan? Satan will tell you, why should you fast now? You just fasted last week. You are even losing weight. Look at you. People that used to tell you you are fine, they are not even saying, they are, they are saying you are not fine again. This day, fast, 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 fast. Satan is going to break your walls. And Satan can do that for two years. Then he brings you fornication. You will never.
never fall into fornication at once. Go and write it down. They know they open your, they, know, they will not shift your pants once. Trust me. It will not happen at once. You would have been, they would have been breaking your defense. Ask brother's code. You do it. You come back tomorrow. We go further. You come back next tomorrow. They will enter it. You get the point. Satan will never hit you directly. He knows well enough that he has to break your defenses. And he doesn't mind doing it for 10 years. It's going to take his time. Impatience is a fruit or a or, or, or work of the flesh. Because Satan is the most patient being after Jesus. He will watch you. He watched, he watched Samson for years. He tried Samson with all kinds of things. He knew he was going to get Samson killed. They are opening laps for you. Remember Delilah's lap. Remember that that was where the soul and the destiny of a nation deliverer was destroyed. It was on the human's lap. It didn't happen at once. It didn't happen at once. Satan studied Samson. He looked at his weaknesses, his proclivities, his propensities. He looked at the areas that Samson had the more tendency to fall. He watched him go to a prostitute's house. He watched him go to people's house, sleep with women. He watched him. He watched him and said, we are going to get this guy. And he got him. Oh, your Jim, 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 are doing now. Satan has seen your type before. He has seen your type before. Satan is old. He's been there over 6,000 years. When he sees the, he says, he just said, Demon Gugudu. You don't remember that uh, guy from New Zealand? <laughs> now that same style we could use for this one. <laughs> See, what did they do? Yeah, yeah that same, just go break that our record. Where would that happen? <laughs> they have a precedence they have used before. You don't master sin. You can never master sin. It will kill you. Sin is designed to destroy you. You can never master it. You are chopping it, chopping it, chopping it, chopping it there, chopping it. The one that will kill you is coming. You can never master sin. You can only flee from sin. When prayer becomes boring and uninteresting, you know that your prayer life is going to number two. When evangelism becomes tedious, you have no more passion for souls. No more passion to see people saved. You talk about people getting saved, it doesn't concern you. You can't love Jesus and not love souls. No passion. Three, when you begin to embrace or condone habits you once condemned. Ah. The things that you once said you were not going to do before, you began to touch it. Because now suddenly you are a more knowledgeable Christian. We have deaths and rates. That was days of ignorance. Now you allow your depths of revelation destroy your consecration. The thing that you will not even touch with a long stick before, you are now kissing it. It's a sign that your prayer fire has gone down. Saul destroyed all the witches in Israel. So, Bible says he had cleaned the entire Israel of all witchcraft. But the same Saul, when he fell, began to look for a witch to speak to. He had to disguise because there was no witch in him. He had destroyed it. You that you can never support homosexualism before. Never. Homo, homo, homo what? If the homo sapien, what? Don't even mention it by my ears. It is the same you that say, you know, actually, we are actually, you are beginning to romance the things that you want. The Bible says, if I build again what I once destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. 
I don't know. One of you never tasted alcohol. Never tasted alcohol before in your life. Never. But now, you know. <laughs> you know the Bible too much. You know the Bible. Now, your knowledge of the Bible is making you very, very liberal. As a Christian, I don't mind losing things. Trust me. There are things I'm missing out on, but I don't know if I'm missing out on it because I didn't taste it before. I didn't taste things. I've never slept with a woman before or outside my wife till I've been born till now. It was my wife that took my virginity. Never. Never. Never slept with any man. Never slept with any woman. Never. I have the only sexual intercourse I've ever entered is with my wife. Never. You see, I don't know what you are missing. I don't know it. Never. This year, 10 years of wedding will be 10 years of sleeping with one woman. Only one woman. All my life. Only one. I don't know what you're missing. Listen to me. When I get to heaven, and if I want to enter, and an angel says, oh, Phil, you could have been sleeping around. It wasn't really a sin. I mean, you could have done it and asked for forgiveness. The grace has covered it. Say, wow, you missed. I said, I will soon forget. Before I spent 10,000 years in heaven, I would have forgotten the pleasures that I missed on earth. I would have forgotten it. And yet, if I'd gone to hell, 10,000 years of state in hell, I would still not forget the pain of hell. Because of the luxuries I embraced on her. All right? Number four, quickly. When fasting becomes tiresome and tedious, fasting becomes tiresome and tedious, you forget that you are fasting. You are eating already. Hey, we are fasting today. He? It shows that your fire is burning low. Number five, fire and fervency for holiness has reduced, personal purity. Has reduced when the fire has reduced. You know your fire is going down. Number six, when you become easily irritated by slightest provocation, crankiness is a sign of lack of oil. The oil of the Holy Ghost is his presence. When everything annoys you, you are just annoyed everywhere, angry everywhere. In the filling station, you fight. Bank, you fight. You go to school there, you fight. You are a fighter. Everywhere you go, you are perpetually angry, temperamental. He said, that's how I am. Oh, I'm suffering from post, um, what's that? Post, um, eh? Something, 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 post. That's what I'm suffering from. It's my mental, um, my, my, my personal. Uh, oh, God, you are suffering from a spirit of anger. Ask God to deliver you. Don't excuse by science what the Holy Ghost wants to help you, help you with. Easily offended. You know, there was something that happened yesterday. Pastor Uncle Joe was sharing with me. In fact, the church, the church held a meeting yesterday and they used some of our stuff and they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us. And we said, well, that's wrong. They shouldn't use our stuff. I mean, we can give a church our stuff to use, but they should tell us. So I came in in the morning for prayer work and we found out that we have laid our rugs, taken our stance, and I said, no, this is not right. I said, call them. Let them know that what they did was not right. 
Now, we could have brought out everything. We could have brought, because we wouldn't have meeting later in the evening. We could have brought down everything, but we left it there. So, no, 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 leave it there. But let's let them know that what they do was wrong. And so, the pastor was cranky. He was shouting. I don't give a care. I don't give a care about anything. I don't know. Uncle Joe called me and I was hearing this. I said, ah, Uncle Joe, leave them, leave them. Leave them, oh, leave them. These people are frustrated. You can't tell me you come out of the place of prayer. How can you finish a three days program and react like that? You didn't pray. You didn't pray. You didn't pray. There was prayer is a fruit. We'll see when we know. We know, we know. If you did not pray, there's no way you pray and you come out of the place of prayer and you are hungry like that. There's no way. Hunger in the bank. I don't take nonsense. The fact that I'm a Christian does not mean I'm a stupid person. I know I know my life. Let's put Bible aside. Let's be real, be real, be real. <laughs> Crankiness. <laughs> we know I write you. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer for over 10 years. I know my rights. I hate cheating. But I take cheating. I take nonsense. Because Jesus Christ took nonsense. They spat on him. They nailed him on the cross. All of them nailed him on the cross. With a, you can say, with, all of them, from the last Roman soldier to Pilate, would have turned to dust. But he stayed on the cross. He took a lot of shit. Jesus! That was our master. I was telling him this morning. I said, do you know that Jesus Christ did not appear to anybody that didn't believe in him after he, after he rose from dead? He didn't appear to anybody that didn't originally believe in him before. If I wake up, you see, if I wake up from the dead, me, me, oh, I will go to Pilate's house first. I will tap in. Pillow, pillow. Pillow, pillow, pillow. Oh, yeah. What's that thing you say? You are washing your hand. You are washing your hand. Let me see that your hand. As it's stressing, your hand will just be crippled. Igbo. I will go to the science drain. All those people, one by one, one by one. I, I'm going to fly into the house like this. <laughs> I'm going to enter. I'm going to enter. They will feel me. They will feel me. Everyone that said crucify him, they are mad to shift to this place. All of them. All of them. But Jesus didn't even appear to anybody. He didn't prove his power. By that. All right. Number seven. When you are upset at other people's progress. When you are upset at other people's progress, it's a sign that your prayer fire has gone down. I need to finish this. You guys are not allowing me to know that this time has gone. Eh? Jesus. All right. So I'll finish. Don't worry. Finish. Promise. Finish. When you're upset, when you hear that somebody has bought a car, a brother. You see, people say God went, God went. God is, is a category. God when, God why. There's God why. <laughs> God why. Why? You can't stand other people being blessed. You can't stand. A Christian is like that. You can't stand. You see, some people, you can't share your testimony with some people. You cannot share your testimony with some Christians. I'm telling you. Tell you. 
They don't have the capacity to handle the weight of what God's doing in your life. You have to hide your testimony. You can't. You're upset. You can't afford somebody else being in the spotlight. There's some people standing there, somebody else taking opening prayer. Yeah, you see? Uh, see, where did she even say? See, that scripture, she's not quoting properly. Not, not like this post quote You know that scripture? When I was doing a study on that scripture, about 10 years ago, I was able to see some lights. You cannot stand other people being celebrated. You can't stand it. If it's not you, you can't stand it. It's a sign that your prayer fire has gone low. Jesus Christ, do you know that Jesus Christ left the scene for us? Do you know Jesus Christ is sitting in heaven now? I said, go boy. Come on, God. All he's doing, like, come on. He left the scene for us. I'm standing on this stage. Jesus would have been standing there. But he's sitting down, watching me do this. And he's excited about it. Excited. If you are upset at people's progress, your prayer fire has gone down. When you have appetite for pleasure and leisure, more than the hunger for God's presence. If you call fasting, you are hungry. If you call love feasts, you rejoice. Call prayer meeting, you are angry. Call gospel jamboree, cinema night, movie night, comedy show, Christian movie. Anything that's just leisure, just help me play. Anything that calls you to God's presence, you don't like it. Your prayer fire is dying. You see, the good thing about your prayer fire dying is that you can always tear it up again. Right, I'm, rushed, I'm just trying to rush. When you tell lies and your conscience is not pricked, you tell lies. Christian lying. You lie. And you are lying. You don't love that girl. And you are lying. Your body count is 50. And you are lying. You are lying. Christian that is lying. Lying. Christian lying. A child of God that is lying. Who did you resemble with it? Hmm. You lie. Your conscience does not prick you at all. Your fire for God is going down. People lie. People lie. They, they just, it, nothing's wrong. They just lie. They say good morning and it's evening. Lie. My time has gone. I can't, I can't talk about this too much. All right? Let me just end. I had about 20 actually, but I'm going to end with this one. Number 10, when testimonies of souls fade, they fade. When testimonies of souls start, they don't start fading. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-1111.
5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church. You can